listening to 30 on Broadway, Talking Blue Shirts, on the Face Off Hockey Network. So yeah, hey, 30 on Broadway, talking blue shirts. We've got Rangers, we, Panthers coming up. Can we just start this off by saying how much I hate doctors? Well, I and mean. I, well, and I, I hate living in the time of COVID that I go, well, I into a, I go into a doctor's office with an ear infection and she is forcing me to get a COVID test, telling me she's not going to treat me unless I take a COVID test. Because she thinks I have COVID. I'm like, I don't have a sore throat. I don't have fever. I don't have chills. I don't have um, I don't have any COVID symptoms. All I have is an ear infection and nasal congestion because I have a sinus infection. And oh, that's why. Because the sinus infection. She's tying it all to the sinus infection. But a sinus infection is not COVID related. I, I know, but it's uh, it's the symptoms and all it, that. No, it's, no, no. It's, I, it's not. The, it's not. I, no, I'm not disagreeing. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you. I agree with you. It's ridiculous, but, but this is the this she, is the life we live in now. She literally tells me, she literally tells me she's not going to treat me unless I get a. I, she that lets me do fantastic. The, that is fantastic. The COVID exam. I I have never been it so is, close to punching a doctor in the face until today. It is the days we live in. These are the times. Well, as as a great artist once said, it's the it's the sign of the times. Sign of the times. Mess with your mind. Heard before it's go. too late. There you go. Yeah. All right, there you go. All right. So hey, thirty on Broadway. We're right now broadcasting live on Colorcast. And if you're sitting there going, "What the hell is Colorcast?" I'm going to tell you what it is. Colorcast is this awesome app on right now. It's on Apple. So Apple devices, whether you got an iPad or or iPhone. Um, you could jump on. Uh, they're coming soon to Android. I haven't looked at the timeline for it, but I know I know they're coming soon. But you could join us while we do the broadcast. So Nick and I do two games a week. We typically do a Ranger game, and then we do what we call the Face Off Hockey Network's uh, game of the week. Um, and then we also have another uh, Tony who covers the Devils. But who cares about the Devils on Thirty on Broadway? We don't. Okay. Well, let's they're not, in the basement. Let's, let's but Tony is that. awesome. Let's, but not wait, bury, I, let's not bury Tony. I'm going to bury Tony because Tony is awesome. No, Tony is an awesome guy. But, um, you know, but that's devil's stuff. We'll talk about that on Two for Roughing. So, anyway, Actually, so I, I think Tony has one going tonight, doesn't he? Maple Leafs and Devils? I'm not sure if he's doing tonight or if he's got um, another night. But, anyways, Colorcast is an awesome app. So, if you think of Clubhouse, you think of Twitter Spaces. Um, you know, those, those kind of avenues, um, color space is unique because it's only sports. You mean color so, cast, not color, color spaces. Color, yeah. <laughs> color cast is unique because it's only sports. So any, anybody on the app is joining, uh, broadcasts or podcasts. There's some people that go on there and just do their pot, their sports podcast. Um, but it's sports specific. It's only, it's only sports related. Which is, which is really cool. Uh, so we've been on here for a couple of weeks now. We do commentary and a little bit of broadcasting, play-by-play on some of, of games. Like I said, we do one Ranger game a week, at, at least one Ranger game a week. 
And then we have a game of the week, um, which I think we got coming up tomorrow, I believe, is our game of the week. I believe. Morgan Barron's playing. Um, Yay! Well, yeah, we're going to talk about that. So before puck drop, we decided let's do the 30 on Broadway podcast. Um, we're we're going to talk about some stuff that's going on with the Rangers. We're going to jump into uh, jump into the game. And then if you want to you want to catch us on here again, color cast at, so you download the app. My user is at Chris, the FHN. And then there's Nick is at Nick, the FHN. Um, real simple, really easy to remember. Jump in, join us on a cast. You could chat with us. You know, we, we jump in the chats. We're talking, you know, throughout broadcasts, you could come on the hot seat. If you've got a hot take and Holy crap, Rangers social media has been full of, some takes this past 24 hours, uh, which we'll talk about some of that. But um, we're on there. You know, join us. Check us out. Listen to the broadcast. Tell us we're fantastic. Tell us we be the opposite of what Ovi says. And we'll love you. It'll be great. Fun times for everybody. So, again, ColorCast uh, app in the Apple Play Store. Coming soon to Android. Let's jump into uh, this was a a weekend of reminiscing and it carried over. And I'm going to say, I'm going to just jump into a quick thing. So obviously we had Henrik Lundqvist night on Friday night. Okay. So yeah, we've got all the, rem- you were there. We've got all the reminiscing of being in the, you know, I, you know, I fortunately was able to be in the building, which was, which was um, terrific. Uh, it, it was one of those, you know, it's, it's, a, it's one of those once in a lifetime moments. I don't want to go too much into it because I don't want to dunk because Nick, unfortunately, wasn't able to get there. And then this weekend with the storm that wrecked havoc on everything, which, by the way, came a couple hours too soon and really caused a shit mess getting out of the garden, getting home Friday night, at least for me. If you live close to the city, not that big of a deal. But anyways, um, so I, I, you know, it was it was an interesting, um, an interesting night there. Now. The reminiscing continued for me today because uh, Kyle Hall, who joined me on the 30 on Broadway podcast, where we talked about Hank and we talked about some Ranger stuff. Um, we he posted his new episode earlier today, uh, Monday morning, and it was it was uh, Terry Virtue from the Hartford Wolfpack. Now this isn't going to ring home for Nick, okay? Because this isn't this isn't one of Nick's things. But Terry Virtue, uh, game seven overtime in the conference finals against the Providence Bruins, Terry Virtue scored one of the biggest goals and one of the biggest moments in Hartford Wolfpack history. And I fortunately was in the building for that much younger. And it was one of those moments that was absolute. I haven't been able to see a ton of playoff hockey for the Rangers because, let's face it, Nick, you know this as good as I do. Growing up around our age uh, as a young teenager into uh, young 20s, there 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 wasn't wasn't much playoff hockey to go around. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of playoff hockey. so the 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 great thing about it though 
the the new the Hartford Wolfpack, who are the AHL farm team. If if you didn't know for some reason, now you know the AHL farm team of the New York Rangers had some good teams. They were perennial playoff players and were perennial threats for the Calder Cup. So Kyle mentions that he had Terry Virtue on the podcast, the Broadway hat, and it just brought back that memory. So it was like, holy crap, man. You have all the memories of Hank over the weekend. You know, we have the memories that we ran down on the podcast last week that they played quite a few of them during during the uh, the game uh, on Friday night during the pregame ceremonies. Um, so it was it was pretty awesome to see that. And I was just, you know, again, it brought back a lot of memories with the Wolfpack and something that was 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 truly an unforgettable experience. So. If you have the chance, you have the opportunity. I know it's been a little bit more for the Rangers, not necessarily all that much of late, but you have the opportunity to experience playoff hockey. There is nothing else like it. And I know we're not just, we're not right there yet, but we're closing in on it. And it is something else, man. That's, that's all. That's all I got to say on that. Now, I went, Henry, I went, no, I've never been to a playoff game. I need oh to Oh my go. God. Oh my God. That, that is a, there is nothing better is... than playoff hockey. Nothing. That is a, a bucket list item, but as we know, tickets at the Garden for the regular season are insane. Playoff tickets are yeah, they go a little, they go a little banana sandwich, as as we like to say. Um, Henrik Lundqvist night. It was again. Could y'all have shut the hell up and let the man speak? Like yeah, I get I mean, it. I get it. Look, I I I look. I love Hank, and if I was there. I may have yelled like, I love you or thank you, Hank, you know, something at the beginning of his speech. But as the man was getting into the rhythm of his speech, could y'all just shut the hell up for five seconds? And let, let, I, let I, him talk? I, will, I will say this. The Garden didn't do a lot of favors that they kept panning to Zuccarello during the speech. But again, and, that's, a, that's a moment where, where fans have to be smart enough it's not about Zook. Everybody, know. Zook know. knows that we love him still. We will always love Zook, and he will always hold a fond place in Ranger fans' hearts. But at the end of the day, it wasn't about Zook. It wasn't about, you know, look, I thought it was funny when Hank mentioned Dolan and Sather and everybody booed. But, like, you could tell, like, that bothered him for a second. Right. Because the look on his face, like, he, he couldn't understand which I don't know why he couldn't understand, but he couldn't understand why Ranger fans hate both men. I personally hate Sather because that man robbed us of see of Hank, of, of us seeing Hank lift a cup. Because no, I agree. Off, I agree with you hundred percent. He I thought agree it was nineteen eighty two instead of you know two thousand thirteen, and <laughs> didn't didn't build Hank a legitimate roster. So I, I, I will disagree. never. I will never have a soft spot for Glenn Sather ever. I, so, I do not disagree. I, I I'm with you there. A hundred, 110%. And I know right now we're on color cast broadcasting live. Uh, I just saw in the chat, Ben, who's listening, uh, doesn't hear me, but don't worry. I'm going to be switching over in just a moment. Um, something to know about. That's a good tester right there. Good QA quality assurance right there from, from Ben. So um, yeah, look, it was, it was still a thrilling night. Look, we'll talk about it more on the color cast. There's issues with this Rangers lineup. 
we've been saying this since the beginning of the freaking season. You know, we talked about the inconsistencies of the Rangers. You know, we talked about how, you know, Chris Drury put a lot of weight on the shoulders of Capococco, Alexei Lafreniere, you know, Kratzoff, which we now know obviously was never going to be, um, by moving Buchnevich, the deals that they've done, and it hasn't come to fruition, largely. Um, I get the gripes with Gerard Gallant's lineup decisions because I, too, can't understand it. I know we're not going to see it tonight because Morgan Barron is finally back in the freaking lineup as the third-line center where he should be. I've been screaming about that practically all season. Oh, well, that's um, a cool little moment from Gerard Gallant. I hate to cut you off, Chris. Um, because today is February 1st and – the Rangers are playing the Panthers in February, you know, is is Black History Month. Ryan Reeves and Keandre Miller are starting the game for Gerard Gallant. Well, that's well Gallant done. put put Revo out there with Zabanajek and Kreider to start the game. Well done. Which is which is very, well very nice. It's well done by Gerard Gallant. So look, I I get people are, you know, flipping out about this. You know, look, Dryden Hunt shouldn't be in the top six at all. The, the problem that you're seeing right now is Lafreniere and Kako haven't really brought, haven't really risen 100% to the expectation of what this year was going to be. And I don't think that's entirely fair. I really don't think what Drury put on their shoulders, you know, coming out of David Quinn's era, coming out of, COVID, coming out of all of what's been going on, I don't think it was fair <coughs> what the Rangers are had thrown on their youth. At the oh, same yeah. time, you know, we talked about this. Even if those guys were, were buzzing, you have to wonder what the Rangers need to do to make changes or, or move around and make additions. And we've talked about that at nausea. Um, and this just is a like team. that, one nothing New York, Spencer Knight already. Yeah, um, I like that. As you see, Zabanajad with a broken play. 35 seconds in. 35 I mean, seconds you, you, in. You, you love to it's see it. Revo, it's, it's all Revo, baby. It's all Revo. It's all Revo. Top line, now, Ryan again, Leaves. Ryan let's Reeves. see if the Rangers can hold on. Well, wait, um, it's not It's not 2 nothing yet. Yeah, it's, it's not 2 nothing yet. So It's not, it's not 2 nothing yet. The Rangers so don't stop playing until it's 2 nothing. So listen, we're going to talk more about this stuff during the broadcast while we're on. Um, are you getting any Henrik Lundqvist bobbleheads? I, I really, I really, There's really five. Uh, I, I, The thing that sucks is all the tickets are lower level. <laughs> I like how they did that. So, look, we know the Rangers need to make a lot of moves. We know the Rangers analytically, it doesn't make any sense. But we know that you can't just sit there and say it's all grit, baby, or it's all heart, or it's all, you know, it's all one way or it's all the other. You, you, you have to. It's very, it's eerily similar to Henrik Lundqvist. It's having elite level goaltending that masks a lot of issues that can delude you into thinking that you're better than what you are. Well, and I are think the, are the Rangers a good team? Yeah. 
Do the Rangers have a ways to go before they're a cup contender? Absolutely. And that's and that's not and that's not sliding Chris Kreider having a career outstanding year. That's not sliding, you know, Artemi Panarin. That's not sliding Adam Fox, who is having a Norris caliber year. Whether he gets it or not is another story. But you're talking about, you know, a team that is is still young, is still relatively new from this rebuild that was rebuilding and going through the process. And then, you know, Dolan says, Dolan and Sather are like, no, we got to speed this up. And you're going to have growing pains with it. And I think that's a lot of what you're seeing right now is growing pains while they figure out issues with the roster. And, I, you know, people who want to crap all over the Rangers for the roster and the lineups night in and night out, I look at it. I, I do think uh, Gerard Gallant feels a little bit of the, the playoff mandate. So it's more on having to provide lineups that maybe aren't the most beneficial to, you know, nurturing a developing aspect. But the NHL also, is not a developmental league. It's not. But also at the same time, Greg McKegg is not an NHLer. There's no, no, I agree. There's, I agree. No, there's no reason when you have a player like Morgan Barron, who just in a couple of games showed that he is better suited in the NHL than he is in Hartford to have Greg McKegg getting minutes over. And, and like, that there, is, and no that's where, for that. and that's where, like, again, like I could, we could call it one, we could call it all, all ways. That is one where I say, I, I, blatantly and grossly disagree with some of the lineup decisions that Gerard Glatt has made. I, I 100%. Greg McKegg, Greg McKegg does not deserve to be in this lineup. Dryden Hunt should not be in the top six at all. Barclay well, Goodrow should I not think... be in the top six at all unless there's problems. And guess what? There's problems with the roster right now. You need a top six winger, and you need something to look at on your defensive end. On, well, on the back end. I'll say, I'll say this defensively. I think they're better off if they go with an all-rookie third pair. If you go with Schneider and Jones, you'll be a hell of a lot good. better off. They've than, looked good. Than, I've liked how they looked. Than Nemeth and Libor Hayek. Because yeah, no, I agree look, with you. Hayek has shown, and it's time that the Rangers hold the L on that one. Libor Hayek is a stiff. He, like He's not even half a stiff. He's a whole stiff. And he can't play in the NHL. He's He's a career AHL defenseman, or he goes to Europe and makes Which a little bit fine. of money. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Yeah, like it's you know, it's just I don't want you on my team anymore. And Patrick Nemeth, he stinks. There, there's no excuse just because a guy is a veteran, and there is a little something to that with oh, what a save by Shesterkin. What is, a save on a deflection play in front. There, there's no reason to have a guy just because he's a veteran in the lineup. No, I, and I agree, and I think that's one of the faults right now on Gerard Gallant, and one of the knocks that you can use is some of the lineup decisions. But at the same time, I can also turn around and say, Kako and Lafreniere haven't really shown enough or a lot to justify being up there. But then you kind of sit there and you rack your brain because you're like, well, then why the hell? But, but why the hell is Trident not there? So it's almost like you're 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 you, you can't win either way. Um, and that's where I, I go back to, I look at other teams that are teams that have become contenders, teams that have moved up. Everybody's screaming that some of the prospects aren't getting looks or some of the young guys don't get chances. 
and I just have to sit there and wonder, are they long for the franchise? Are they really the part of the long term considering this is a team that is well rightfully or wrongfully in a win the window is open. We got to win it now here in the next couple seasons. Philip Peedle's not long for the Rangers world. Right. Lafreniere and Kako are until they show that they're not. Heedle's been here long enough to show that he's not part of the future anymore. Right. And I don't want to sit here and I'm not saying that Lafreniere or Kako are busts. I think that's insane. And that's a part of the argument too. It's like you can't get either sides of the extreme, but when people are harping on, bringing Clayton Keller from the Arizona Coyotes, who was like grossly overpaid because he's having a terrific season. And he is, but you want to, you want to, you want to do that at the cost of Ryan Strom, who frankly, Clayton Keller, not a center, doesn't win faceoffs when he is in the center spot, hasn't played center. I don't remember the last time he played center for the Coyotes. And I would know because I used to be a partial season subscriber when I was living out in Arizona to go watch the games, to go watch all the NHL teams coming around. And you know what? Clinton Keller, guy who likes to shy away from from doing getting dirty in the dirty corners, doesn't fit into the mindset of the Coyote system at all or into the Ranger system at all. Having a career year? Sure, he is. But he's got to have a career year because his contract, people hate hate on Jacob Truba and Barkley Goodrow for that contract. Could you imagine if the Rangers went out and brought in a Clayton Keller and he's not producing like he is right now, night after night after night, which wouldn't happen. Like, let me see it again next year because he had a great rookie season and then he dropped off for the next, like, however many seasons. Do you subscribe to my theory with Clayton? I do to an extent. He's on a bad team and somebody has to score, so it might as well be I do to an extent, but then where's Phil Kessel in that? Because Phil Kessel's not happy. He's He's having the worst year of his career. Phil, the second worst year of his career. Phil is waiting. He's practicing his hot dog eating contest. Yeah, but that's not a good way to do it because your trade value, if no one wanted you last year when you cost money and you can't get anybody to take him now, which I think is crazy. Personally, I think Phil Phil Kessel is a terrific, I mean, he's, he's an elite hockey player, but is it is it a was? No, I think Phil is still good. I think Phil just needs to get out of the desert. I mean, it's just – it's one of those interesting things. But What a nice play by Mika in the offensive zone. You know, you look at – you look at players. You you look at players up and down this lineup. I get it. The five-on-five five sucks largely. I, I will say that's one area where Lafreniere has got to be better. Lafreniere has got to be a little bit better. He's got to start – he's got to get a little bit bigger. He because he, he gets pushed off the puck way too easily. Yeah, he doesn't have that build yet that like Kako kind of has it. You saw earlier in the season from Kako. You're not really seeing that all that that well right now. I mean, it's it's a look. The Rangers are question marks, but I, I don't know what people were expecting. I mean, we said at the beginning of the season the Rangers were winning in in a fashion that was completely unsustainable and they've continued to do it somehow throughout the whole season. And it's, and it has turned the analytic community that is all analytics on everything on its head because they can't understand it because they can't understand that the team had better numbers under David Quinn and yet somehow never had a punch back in a game where they got punched in the mouth because that you can't quantify. You can't. 
You know, they can't understand that the fact that this team, even when they go down in games, outside of a hand, a, a couple, they never feel like they're really out of it because they're a different identity than what they were under David Quinn, which I don't know what the hell the identity was. That was the problem. Exactly. And now you at least have the the roadmap to where you could see, but then there's, you know, these parts in the way that just don't make sense. Well, the roster is the roster so far is incomplete. Right. That's, That's the best way I think you could say it. And that's largely a lot of it is on, you know, you could say the Buchnevich trade. Well, is, it's also as much it. as much as I liked him. It's also on Jeff Gorton. It's how Gorton handed out co- certain contracts. And Gorton definitely liked to like to spend a little bit of money as Florida ties it on a on a nice goal from Owen Tippett. Uh, but it, it, it of course Lebor Hayek is on the other shot. Lebor Hayek, go figure, is is on the ice <laughs> as but, the as the Rangers surrender the blue line because. You know, why wouldn't you just let a team and ESPN is just highlighting right on them too, which is kind of funny. But um actually but yeah. it was actually it was Kevin Rooney's man, but yeah, it wasn't his um, side of the ice at all. I was gonna say yeah, it's no, not it really was, that was supposed to be that's yeah, supposed week, to be Rooney week play. But, but look, um, this is a team that's it's they, they gotta figure it out. They've got their growing pains, they've got their things going on, and it's I mean <laughs> you know, and, are they gonna Fall, are they going to fall apart and this is going to be a team that's going to be in the bottom of the standings as no. as the heavy analytic people would say? No. Is this a team that I would be is going to be top three in the NHL again and be a top competitor for the Eastern Conference and the NHL? I mean, at this stage it seems kind of unrealistic. Ooh. Are they a team that's in the middle of battling and fighting it out for one of the top the other top spots? I, I could see that. Gerard Gallant challenging the call on the ice for yeah, offside. As, as it was close. I mean, I kind of was glancing over while we're recording here, but it was kind of close. So, but look, look I, I'll say this the Rangers, the Rangers right now, as they're currently constituted, are a second round exit team in the playoffs. Yeah, I think that's fair. They, I think they that's are, fair unless they, they are, somehow catch lightning in the bottle at the right moment. Well, not even that, unless Igor pulls a. Henrik Lundqvist and wins them a series by himself and carries them to the conference final. Ooh, the the Rangers. Close. Wow. That's that was, a... that was a fast review and they called no goal. Yeah. All I right. was going to say, I just looked at it real quick and it did look like, uh, it was well, close. Hey, it's I, better I, than I, the I, call I, Friday night. So there you go. I agree. But <laughs> solid it, play it, by it, Gerard Gallant. Solid move as the MSG people don't have to litter the ice with, uh, because holy crap, uh, that was uh, it was it was Mackenzie Weger's fault. He slowed down at the blue line, but yeah, you could see it right. Uh, yeah, he posted up. He posted. He tried to post up, and yeah, but, I mean, still look a nice transition play by that. But but right now, as the team is currently constituted, the Rangers are a second round exit. They're not winning a Stanley Cup with this team unless I mean they have, uh, have everything break their way in the in the best possible way. Well, they would need they would need to add a top six forward. They would need to add a middle six wing. They you know they would need an upgrade on defense. Whether you believe in what I believe in, you go Schneider Jones because I think that's an in house upgrade. Or you go out and you get a guy like Mark Giordano and go with Giordano Schneider as your third pair. 
for the rest of the year. Like the Rangers, as they currently are, I, you know, look, I think Connor Garland would be a great add to the third line, even though Chris knows that I don't think Connor Garland's a top six forward. I think he's the guy that plays in your middle six and you love him for what it, like, I think, look, oh, yeah. I think honestly, Connor Garland, if you slide him up with a bandage and Kreider could do some really nice things. He could potentially. I mean, I also he's... think on the third line, if it's Baron Goodrow and Connor Garland, I think that's a damn good third line. That's a third line that will drive you again from just from seeing it with the Coyotes. That's a third line that will drive you absolutely nuts because Connor Garland is so hard to knock off the puck. He's he's great along the boards and he's got hands and he can score. Um, is he a top six forward? That's questionable. I, I don't really think so, but he's a damn good forward. But again, does that completely, you know, you still need Kako or Lafreniere to take a big jump here. I, I think, still make I a think, big jump. I think from just the standpoint of if you add Garland, if you slide him in on your third line, you leave Kako or you leave Lafreniere up top with Zavadajan and Kreider, and you put Kako back with Panarin. Where Kako has shown he has been his best in his young NHL career is playing with Artemi Panarin. No kidding, playing with a player. Yeah, like I mean, who, who, I mean, and that's the thing too is like everybody screams about that, but it's like you could put anybody with Artemi Panarin, and well, not 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 necessarily true. Dryden Hunt's been there, and look, you know, but Dryden Hunt, yeah, but I'm talking about players that I mean. Dr- you're, you're talking about trying to home who's a fourth liner who who probably on a contending team isn't even in the lineup. I mean, but that's, that's the, that's the difference there. I, I think Kako's skill set lines up perfectly with Panarin because Panarin is a playmaker as much. If Panarin could play center, he would be, he would be one of the greatest centers in the entire league. The, because the he's key, one of, he's one of the few wings that actually drives play. The key with Kako is, and what I've noticed from him lately, is he has seemed to shy away too much. And you can't do that. You just, you can't. He's not engaging heavily in the play, and that's a big, that's a big problem. I think that's a byproduct of what David Quinn did to him. Yeah, and again, again, I mean, we've talked about this. I'm not throwing... The goal was disallowed before. Tony Duclair comes right back and says, uh, how, how you doing? How's your father? 1-1. One, one. Terrific. A terrific renaissance of a career for Tony Duclair. It's absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous how big of a, a turnaround he's had. So there you go. All right. So, again, color cast. We're jumping on there. We're going to be doing the rest of the game. And we will see you on there. We thank you for tuning in. And Is that Libra Hayek again? We're carrying it over. It's Libra Hayek again. Oh my god! Yeah, just completely leaves his side. I mean, I don't know what he's <laughs> what he's doing there. So, all right. Oh, my thank you god. to everybody tuning in. We're gonna jump over to Colorcast again. If download the app, follow us there at Chris the FHN at Nick the FHN. We do at least one Ranger game a week. And we'll be doing more of this with the podcast in collaboration with our with our game broadcast. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We'll catch you guys next time.